0: Welcome to Behind the Law with Dennis Vetrano, where you'll receive the support, the motivation, and the inspiration to be your best self each
1: and every day. And now, here's your host, Dennis Vetrano.
0: Hello, welcome to the Behind the Law podcast, episode two with Dennis Vetrano. I'm your host. Uh, And today we're going to be talking about, I mean, just the general philosophy of are you living the life that you want to be living? Um, so, today we have here with us as, uh, as our first guest, uh, Joe Amato. We're going to be talking to him. Hi, Joe. How are you? What's up, Dennis? Thanks for having me again. Episode two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're, you, well we, you were here the last time, but today you're an official guest. So, um, I'd like to talk about your business. You know, and again, as we talked about with this show, really what we're trying to do as one of our goals in this show is to inspire people, again to live the life you want
1: to be living. So with that, Joe, can you tell me a little bit about your business? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I I own Vivo Creative. It, it is a, uh, a digital marketing agency. So we basically manage the online marketing and video marketing and social and, and website marketing for local businesses. That's, that's pretty much what we do. Um, it was started... Started a little over two years ago officially, okay. But before that, uh, I was actually working in marketing, working for a, a radio group, and started doing a little bit of freelancing. While I was there, they didn't really know that, so it was, right, it was awesome. right, right. And uh, and then that just kind of became the business. And then the clients were like, "Wait, wait, wait, you're you're leaving? Well, what are you doing?" And then when I told them what they were doing, they were like, "Well, I need you to do that for me." Right. So it just it springboarded into this awesome venture, so. right.
0: The usual thing is, look, if 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 you do well at something, you know the clientele is going to be there. So let's go back. You know what I'd really like to do is go back to your start. I mean, I mean, your way back. I mean, what what was your what was your uh, life like growing up?
1: Um, I grew up in you know, upstate New York. Uh, you know, middle class family, uh, mom and dad um, both worked. Uh, my dad, oddly enough, my dad, well my father was in, um, uh, aerospace mechanics. So my father was an, uh, an engineer, uh, an engineer on airplanes. Right. Oh, wow. And, I didn't um, know that. But then he actually, yeah, he was part of the military and then, um, then actually oddly enough moved into advertising. So doing, uh, doing some work with advertising. So, okay. um, that's not, it's funny because that's not actually how I started. Like, it's not like he didn't, he didn't open the door for me for, uh-huh. for advertising. I kind of, discovered that on my own right but I you know I grew up uh, went to school went to college but I I worked a lot I I, when I was like 14 as soon as I can get my working papers I was like mom I'm getting a job like let's let's do this yeah so I remember I'll never forget going to school picking up my working papers applying for the job getting the first job when I was I think like a sophomore in high school and then what was your
0: first job I gotta know (laughs) this
1: do you want to know where (laughs) yeah yeah well where what sure um so it was. It was a place called. It was a restaurant uh, called Wings and Things. Wow. So okay. Just, let's just. That's just let that's that... the official start. Wings that's, and that's things. That's where it started. <laughs> that's where it started. I was. Uh, I was slinging wings, man. I was, Okay. Um, I was I wasn't you know it's, it's bad I wasn't even a cook I was I was a counter guy yeah they wouldn't even let me cook and I actually wanted to cook believe it or not Wow I actually want, they wouldn't let me cook Wow counter guy that was but I was a counter guy yeah yeah
0: so what so so I got to share this with you so my first job and I'll never forget it was 13 years old I was doing gardening for a woman named mrs. Coner in uh in, you know, right on the fringe of Millbrook, New York, which wasn't too far from my house. I used to ride my bike there to, um, to do some gardening. So 13 years old, that was my first job. So ah, and I never forget me. it as long as I live. That's great.
1: You yeah. usually don't forget that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, you know. Because it's, and it's usually the yeah. most, like, yeah. obscure thing. Yes. Like, it's it's never like, it's never like, well, you know, I worked yeah. for a law firm when I was, like, 15. Like, it's never... Right, right, right. It's right. really
0: funny. And that was my first, and, and let this, the truth be told, that was my first experience with a compost heap. So if you know where the compost tips. I have a used, pretty good idea. Yeah, we used to compost, so um, <laughs> so interesting experience.
1: Yeah, but that's, you know, that's that's kind of where it started and then it kind of morphed into I worked I actually worked in in the food industry for a really long time. Okay. I, actually, I actually thought I was going to go to school for culinary. Oh my and, god, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um and then I realized I just didn't want to spend, you know, my entire life in a restaurant cuz it's one of the most right. stressful you know, I, do, I do love to cook. Just right. as an aside, I absolutely love cooking. So my wife and I cooked like every night. So
0: You know, it is stressful, but I will say this. I spent a lot of time bartending and waiting tables early on in my career before I actually landed my first official full-time legal job. And I will say this a lot. That's true of the background of a lot of my staff members here. And I find that somebody that can stand up to the stressful environment of working in a, in a fast-paced restaurant usually can endure almost any other career because it is, you know, if you're waiting tables, you're bartending, that's a, that's a, a fast moving job and you really, and and people can be very demanding when it comes to food. So, you know, if you can stand up to that and do a good job at that, it, it usually, in my experience, people can do well at a lot of other careers as well. So,
1: yeah, it's an awesome, you know, it's, it's funny because, um, it's, I worked front of house and back of house. I was a server. I was a cook. Right. Oh, I, front I of, kind the of, did house, of the house, back of the house. You know, you're
0: flashing the lingo. I know, okay. right? <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, it, I, so I I I learned the the high intensity of like a a kitchen. You know that that you're right. constantly just right. going, and, and I, it's hot back there oh, too. Bad. Everybody's sweating. I was, gr- I was a grill guy. Oh my god! Guy. Yeah, so I was like, I was I was every night was just it was horrible. Right, right, but, right. But um, but the the. the when I made the transition over to being a server, that's when I realized, okay, I can actually sell because that's what right. it is, right? It's right. it's selling. Right. I always wanted to make sure that I right. had the biggest the biggest checks because the biggest checks usually got the biggest tips based right. on percentages. Right. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, if somebody ordered mashed potatoes, they made, they got sour cream, cheese, and bacon. Oh, I right, mean, you know, like right. that was just like I was that was it. Yeah. You want a beer? No, you want the tall beer, right? Like you don't want yeah. you don't want the little beer. And it was just like it just kind of came natural. So that's when I right. kind of realized Okay, I think I can, I can, I can sell. You right. Know? Right. But just food just wasn't for me. Like working in food wasn't for me. Right. So. So
0: so out of all of that, it's funny because the one thing I learned is while your um, father had some brush with that particular industry, you're not a legacy. And we always talk about this. You know, legacy. Uh, just for the listeners out there that don't know what I mean when I say legacy, like in, in the legal profession, you're a legacy if you're father or your mother was a lawyer before you or your great grandfather or grandfather was a lawyer before you that means now you as a lawyer you're a legacy um you know now me myself I'm not a legacy and I and I you know I mean you can take this whatever way you want to take it I feel like the people who are not legacies had to work that much harder to become successful at something so you
1: know with that lead-in you're not a legacy no, not at all. Here's the thing I will say: I knew when I was. Um, I think it obviously started when I was when I was a kid. I always knew that I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to do my own thing. Right. And and it, and it, I don't know. I think I think you are born with that to an extent. Right. But I will tell you this: my parents, they instilled that in me. Right. Like they they. They wanted to make sure that I knew that I could go out and do my own thing right. at some point. They didn't say, you know, out of high school or out of college. They didn't really give me a timeline, They but they always kind of nurtured that entrepreneurial spirit. spirit. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was just like, you know, I, I remember that. I was talking to my wife about this uh, recently and was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny to think, you know, my parents really always encouraged that. Yeah. And, and you know, here here I am, you know, 30 years later, like, yeah, just doing it, you know, yeah.
0: Now it's funny in my background. My parents did not encourage that. Really, it's so funny when I first when I was first considering. I used to prosecute child abuse and neglect um, for uh, Columbia County, and um, when I was doing that, I was pretty successful at it. I was doing a lot of trials, and I was really getting in there and kind of, you know, to toot my own whore a little bit. I was I was kicking some butt in there. Um, Uh, You know, sometimes two, three trials a week, you know, start to finish, expert witnesses, everything. And um, when I proposed to my parents that I was considering going into private practice, that it just was time for me, um, they were like, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. What are you going to do about health insurance? You know, how are you going to pay your bills? You know, what happens if you don't have new clients coming through the door every day? So they almost discourage that entrepreneur and kind of squelch that, or and I and I don't think in a bad way. I think they were just nervous for me, and I think it's it's the same level of uh, anxiety that anybody would have in terms of just making that leap. It's a you big know, leap. I it, mean, it is. No, it, it definitely is. is. You know, it is, and it is a big leap. And I think, um, and I think this will take us to one of my next points is, in my career when I was building my business. I can remember that very specific moment in time when I realized that anything in life was possible. And people throw that around all the time, that cliche. You know, you can do whatever you want. You can be president. You can be an astronaut. All those sorts of things you hear when you're five years old as a child. But the, the moment, is there a moment in your life where you said, I truly believe I can do anything? and i think it's it's necessarily intertwined with having the confidence of
1: making that leap. Yeah, is there i don't know i don't know that there was like a defining moment, but i can tell you that it was definitely building for a really 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 long time. So yeah. like i i was working for a big corporation, a big radio corporation and that um you know, together with obviously talking with my wife for a really long time about it, and her right. and I, be, you know, really being on the same page, which is super important. If you've got a partner, of course, you know, like course. that your significant other, spouse, whatever, you, you have to have that other piece there because there will be there will be resentment and there's just bad stuff that comes if you're not both on the same page. But, um, but yeah, as far as like the defining moment was, I guess I couldn't narrow it down. I went, this was, uh, I don't know, three or four years ago. I went on vacation. Now, granted, I I, I worked with you when I was at that job. Yeah. So you knew me then. Yeah. And, and things were going great for me financially and in the career and everything. But I actually hated it. I actually despised it. I didn't like having a boss. I didn't like yeah. walking around with a number on my head. I didn't like somebody looking over my shoulder needing to know where I was every day. And I didn't fully realize that until... I actually went away with my wife, went on vacation for a week. We went down to Jamaica for a whole week and phone was off, nothing, you know, nobody could contact me. And the Sunday night that I came back, right, and had to go to work on Monday morning, I, I physically got sick. And, and there, you know, that was one of the moments where I was like, this really needs to change. Yeah. And that's when it just kind of started happening where I kind of put the feelers out there with, with talking to clients and talking to businesses like, you know, do you need help with this? Do you, you know, this is, and, and, and then it just kind of spiraled into this. Right into what it is now so that i think yeah that if you want to know about like a defining moment that was one of them yeah but it was building for a very long time
0: yeah and and i find it interesting that your parents encourage that entrepreneurial drive and spirit because i find my experiences with middle class sort of families because i grew up in a middle class family with middle class sort of families on average they tend to be the worker bee sort of family go to work do a good job, take care of your house, take care of your family, don't spend too much money, have a good security blanket in terms of a savings plan and a retirement, and don't take too many risks. Um, And I think in large part, that's because middle-class families generally, they only have themselves to rely on. If they don't get a paycheck this week, they don't pay their mortgage. That's the bottom line. And they have to worry about what if I get injured? What if I, you know? So, so again, I can't really fault my parents for not encouraging the entrepreneurial spirit because I think they were just very conservative and always only had themselves to rely on to make sure that I had enough, um, you know, that I was provided for in school and bills and everything else. Um, but I think, I think for you, it sounds like it started there, which is which is great.
1: Yeah, it did. And, and again, I I say this all the time, it's not for everybody. Right. Like you right. really, there, you have to, there's something, you have to understand that good, bad, and ugly, it's all on you. Right. Right. You literally make your own destiny, both good and right. bad. Right. Yeah. But, um, nothing was, nothing was ever handed to me. Nothing was ever passed down. Everything that we have, we built on our own and that's, right. and that's what's really important. But yeah, it started at a young age, but what's, here's, what's interesting about that though. And this is what, I think, you know, what makes this country so damn great is that you and I both had different encouragement growing up.
0: Right. But
1: yet found yes. the same place.
0: Similar track. Yeah. Very similar tracks. Not the same business, but right. very similar tracks and very similar outlook. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, it's, it's so funny. The other thing I take about that conversation is, you know, w- My wife and I, we run multiple businesses. So, and we have two young children and we have a hobby farm. We have so much stuff going on. I play soccer. It's just amazing all the stuff that we have going on. I still can't believe that we manage it all. And I think in large part, it's because we have some phenomenal staff helping us. That's that's a starting point. But we always talk about, you know, we don't take a whole lot of breaks or a whole lot of vacation because we're kind of always working or Mm -hmm. doing something with the kids. And anytime we do... We just took a, a, a two-day break over to Mohonk, and we went um, and we went horseback riding. And those times where you can allow your mind to just be idle and just ponder—I mean, that sounds really cheesy and cliche—but you know, just be able to just think about where you're at in your life. Those times are really important. And it's not, well, I'm just trying to take a couple of days off from work. No, that's not what it's about. And I encourage my staff. Take your vacation time, but get a chance to get away. Don't take three days just for the sake of sitting around the house and watching cartoons all day. You know, I say, if you can take three days, it doesn't need to be anything super expensive, go on a camping trip. You know, uh, take, take a trip out to see relatives in another state. Do something where you can be, you can remove yourself from the usual grind, okay? And that allows your mind to be free to contemplate big picture life what's the next step in your life and i think those moments are really really important which kind of brings me to another thing um one of the other things i wanted to discuss with you can you name a handful of people and maybe it's not a handful maybe it's one person maybe it's no one maybe it's just you um who influenced you in a positive way to get you to where you are today and I know for me, I can think of, there, there's like four or five people I could give you that list and I could have given you that list you know, five years ago and that list continues
1: to grow. So for you, who would that be? So what's kind of, this is gonna sound weird, but yeah. even when I was a kid, right? When I was a kid, I always gravitated towards uh, older people Right. So a lot of my closest friends were significantly and still are significantly older than me. Right. Which is, I don't know if that's, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Right. Right. It but, is what it is. Um, If, you know, it's really hard to pinpoint who kind of, yeah, it's tough. I mean, obviously, like we talked about my parents encouraging that at a young age, I realize more, I realize now more and more that that definitely had a hand in it. Right. Uh, I, I, I really think that. I would not be able to do what I do if I didn't have my wife there as that backbone, right? right? So the, you know, you have to have that support. And I so I think it I think it's more support than say like inspiration or who got me where I right. am because a lot of it really came from like I always had it whether cuz yeah. cuz here's the other thing too. As many people that said you should go and do it, there were three times as many people that told me I was nuts. Yeah, yeah, right. So those people actually inspire me more wow. than yeah. the people that said go and do it because right. I can. It's it's not it's not to say here I did it. It's and it's not to prove to them that I could do it. It's to prove to myself that I could do it. Right. So I think it's actually more the it's more of the naysayers, the ones that told me I was nuts, and they were there. Yeah, they, they were there. Yeah. Uh, it, it's more them that inspired me more than the ones that encouraged. Yeah.
0: Now I now I certainly don't know your parents, but I've met your wife and I know your wife. I, I would
1: have guessed your wife right off right yeah, off the bat. Yeah. She's definitely, oh, she's one, definitely, of the, there. She's
0: definitely one of the driving One hundred 100 percent so. so, um, I wouldn't be
1: able to you know she's right, you know, right now she's she's a stay-at-home mom. You know, she's right. she's taking a break from her teaching career. Right. And um I mean more power to her. Like that's that's right. what she wants to do. I couldn't do that, but she Doing what she does is allowing me to do what I do, and me doing what I do is allowing to do what she wants to do. Right. So it's like this but great she doesn't, partnership. But she
0: doesn't do just that. I mean, she's also, a, a, you know, sounds like a strong driving force behind the business, Hundred, behind the creative, those involved, sorts of things. She's involved in the business, encouraging. So, you know, I mean, 100%. that's, um, you know, you get those those stories of like super women, and I know my I know my wife is definitely like. I mean, she's. You know, it's fi- figuratively speaking, she's like Wonder Woman. She can do so much, and it's just amazing yeah. how much she accomplishes and how much she motivates me and, you know, supports me and inspires me, and it seems like your wife's very does she's, the very same
1: thing for you. She's working 24 hours a day. Yeah, of course. Like, that, of Like course. that's what she does. Like, right. it's not, you know, it, it may not be in the sense that you think, but 100%, she is always on. It's right. No a, off it's switch. Yeah, no off switch. Nope. Yeah. Whether it's with the baby or whether it's with me or whether it's with family or right. siblings or... She's she's got a big heart and she's always she's always on.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is amazing. And it's funny because in my background and I think, you know, now that we're talking about it, you know, I think that what's there's an interesting phenomenon there and I think it's it's funny how you pointed it out earlier on. Your background was to have parents that encouraged your entrepreneurial drive and spirit. And I think in a way it created somebody who didn't need influences as much to get them moving in that direction now for me my parents did not encourage that motivational entrepreneurial spirit they they motivated me to go to school to go to law school to be successful to work hard all of those things i can trace directly back to my parents that that you know um you know never take no for an answer sort of approach to anything um, and the drive and the work ethic absolutely came right from my parents. But I think a, some of the other influences came from other places along the way in my life to get me to where I am. Almost because you needed
1: it. Is uh, right, that right. Like, right. That, that's exactly because right. Because it wasn't part of your infrastructure right. growing up. That's, that's, that's right. That's really interesting. That's Isn't that funny?
0: And, um, and I think I had equally as many naysayers throughout. And I, and I think there are different motivations behind the naysayers. Sometimes it's jealousy. Sometimes it's just that they're, they're, you know, again, they they espouse that that particular perspective that's, you know, be safe, don't take any risks mm-hmm. sort of thing. And I can certainly respect that approach. Um, but I look at all of those naysayers. I can't think of any one or two or three people that said those things to me or tried to discourage me. I look at those all as like the white noise. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was all the white noise that I was hearing throughout, that I had to have those influences those positive influences that stuck out above the white noise. Um, and that's why those people stand out in my life. So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. And for me, I can also think of very specific things that people said to me throughout my life. Mm. And and two or three quotes, I can think of three quotes right off the top of my head, three influential people in my life that um, that said some things to me that just, changed the way I looked at everything and helped get me to where I am how about for you is there any specific thing that anybody told you throughout your life that stuck out with you that helped you get to where you are now
1: um I mean yeah I mean there's there's a there's a bunch I mean one that comes to mind is is um my father always used to tell me observe the masses and do the opposite oh my god right so how prophetic right yeah look at at what everybody's doing and do something different right and that's that's exactly Like that's That's what I do In business In relationships Oh with, I love with, that one With everything right Observe the masses And do the opposite And oh that's That's how you st- that, To me That's kind of How you stand out Yeah That's how you That's how you disrupt And stick your head Out of the crowd Wow. So that's I mean, listen, that's just, you know, that's one. I'm sure I can think of others, but that's yeah. the first one that comes to mind.
0: And, and some of them are very like, you know, very eloquent, almost like, you know, like it's been written in a book sort of quotes and other things are just like regular comments people have said. You know, I can remember uh, my extended family father-in-law is uh is a ceo of a large corporation and uh he said to me maybe about 10 years ago now when i started out when we purchased a a piece of property you know where we have our hobby farm Mm -hmm. i was doing a lot of the work around the property and i you know and and my wife and i were trying to do all that sorts of stuff and he came up to the property he said oh that's really great he's like but why are you doing all of that why are you why are you moving rocks? Why are you gardening? Why are you building anything? He's like, that's not what you're good at. He said, what you're good at and what you're trained at is to be a lawyer. You should spend, more, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but you should spend your time being a lawyer. And what that taught me is, it taught me that my time has a very specific value. My time is valued at whatever I can make at my given profession. You know, presuming that the work is out there. And then, you know, so I look at my life now as I do what I'm good at. I know I'm very good at being a divorce litigation attorney. That's what I focus on doing. And when it comes to the gardening or all of these other things that need to be taken care of in my life, I try to make money and, and be successful at being a lawyer and then I like to pay people who are the proverbial experts at their particular field to do what they do best. And what does that mean? That means that you're doing things at a higher level of quality um, and more efficiently because I have the carpenter do the building I have the landscaper do the landscaping. I have the person that has experience with training horses. I have her work with the horses. I don't try to do that sort of stuff. I try to be a lawyer. That's what I'm good at. And then pay other people to do what they're good at. And the funny thing that I found is I've become more successful, much more successful by dedicating my time to that. I understand the value of my time. And now I've also I've also been that that um, organization, that business, that small business that politicians are always talking about that drives our economy because I've tried to to, you know, be better and better at what I do. And then I've tried to employ as many people as I can. That helps everyone. And I found those words were, you know, seemingly just a passing comment. To, but to me, I took it so much more to heart than just uh, than just, I think, the way he meant it. But it,
1: it really did change my life. Do what you know, pay for what you don't. Right. Right. Well,
0: well, and I mean, that's that's an excellent, you know, that's an excellent, excellent way to look at it. Not to keep
1: going with quotes here. Well, (laughs) yeah,
0: but you know know me. I I love quotes. I know. Yeah. Another one from a guy that I can remember in in, um, in my life was he always used to say to me with argumentation and with debate, disengage your emotions and engage your brain. And I always found that when people argue about things, they let their emotions get in the way. They start arguing very passionately, and they get aggressive about the emotions of it, rather than focusing on what are we really debating, and take facts and and you know in our particular case law and 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 debated in that way. And you tend to be, um, you know, you, you tend to be more successful, I think, uh, in arguing and debating when you when you do it that way. So. I have to ask you this question. I think it may seem almost like it's off topic from your business, but what do you like to do for fun?
1: Oh man. Um
0: It's that sound, that sounds like one of those cheesy no, cliche no, no, no. questions, well, but I but I but I, I, I will we'll we'll talk about how why I think that's relevant in a moment.
1: So if if you remember from episode one, if you listen to episode one of this, Dennis and I were talking about the, the the podcast that I have uh for, you know, one of my favorite soccer teams. So I'm a I'm a big soccer enthusiast. That's that's I love watching. I love um I love going. I also um listen, I'm a I'm a gamer, so I love playing FIFA, the video game. Like I love playing soccer on, you know, on Xbox. Okay. So like there's that. I love to do that. Um so but I yeah, it's weird. I think when it – what I like to do the most, you know, because I I'm I'm also a musician. I love playing music and creating music. Right. I think what it comes down to is I like making things. I like creating things, right. right? So whether it's uh whether it's a video for my podcast or writing a lick on a guitar or you know t- taking a cool video of my son, like that that guy, kind of, I love making things. Like that's right. that's what you know. If I wake up on a Saturday morning. And some people might, you know, I go into my office and I do some work. Some people might look at that as waking up on Saturday morning to do work. I, I get up and I'm like, all right, what can I make? What can I make right, today? Right. So, you know, I have the fun stuff that I like to do. You know, I like to golf. I like things like that. But but I think at the root of it, I love the creative aspect of just about anything.
0: And what character traits do you think you possess that have become really valuable to make your to get your business to the point that it's at now
1: that you also apply to the things that you enjoy to do? Um, not caring what anybody thinks. Yeah. Not caring at all. Uh, because so, because I'm not a good soccer player, right? So I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm still going to go out and I'm still going to play. Right. I'm not a good FIFA player on Xbox, but I don't really care because it's fun for me. Right. I'm also, you know, I'm also not the most knowledgeable when it comes to soccer. So I don't care what anybody thinks of me talking about it because I'm talking about it from my perspective. Right. And, you know, and that really just and and even in business, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I really don't. I think that's what's helped me get successful. Right. Because if you worry about what other people think, you're going to kind of cater to them. Right. And that's off the top of my head. I I just don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Listen,
0: that's interesting. And it's funny because, you know, I always explain to people, look, anything I do in my life, I'm am so competitive, and I always tell people, look, if if I play tic tac toe with somebody, I want to win. It's just the way I am. <laughs> I, and I can't, you know, and like you were like we were talking about earlier, it's like there's no off switch. I can't like take that out of myself. I can't I can't remove that from my personality to my approach to anything. So you know, it's been my approach with law. Um, it's been my approach with my business. You know, you know, I play soccer. It's my approach with that. Um, with anything that I do for fun, those are the same personality traits that I approach it with, the same thing as I do with my business. So it, it's just kind of funny. It's just and, and I think you told me something a long time ago when, I, when we first met. You said in terms of the marketing, and even in terms of your business in general, be true to who you are. Don't try to be this contrived, plastic, fabricated, Person or personality or or facade for your business or whatever it is that you do, um, just be passionate and be be true to yourself. And you know what? I really took that and ran with it. And boy, I, I mean, I can't tell you how successful that has made my business and me. You know, and I you know. I thank you for that initial advice to the extent that I, that I haven't thanked you to date. So I that, was, that. that was very important advice.
1: I think the thing about that too, when, when you're talking about, and I guess you can, you can apply it to business and marketing, and you can also apply it to um, relationships. You can apply it to just about anything. There's short-term and long-term benefits, you know, pros and cons to each, right? Right. The authentic game, the real, if you're going to be authentic and true to yourself, that's the long game. Right. Right. No, that's true. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna feel that today. If you wanna act really short term, you you're fake. Be fake, right? Try to say what you need to say to close the deal. Right. Say you know, say what right. you need to say to get that date. Say what you need to say. But that only benefits you now. That's right. That's right. Right? Because you're you're not gonna be that person. A year from now, two years from now, three years from now, you're, if you're not true and authentic in whatever it is that you do, yeah. whether it's business or life or whatever it may be, it's 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 only going to benefit you today. It's not going to benefit yeah. you in the future.
0: Now, and that's really funny because the other the other example that comes to mind. I've worked with a lot of really great people in a lot of different um, a lot of different industries, but my BMW guy's a perfect example. When I first went in there and dealt with him. He's like, look, this is the way it works. These are the models that we have. This is what it is. And I was like, oh, man, you know, that sounds so high. That sounds like his price isn't being reasonable. But I think what I felt now, I've been working with this guy now for 10 years, 10 years. Can you imagine? Um, and, and we've, you know, we've between myself and my wife, we've had maybe about 10 different cars from him. And the thing that I learned over time with him is he was just being real. He knew his industry, he knew the product, he wanted to give me the real numbers. He wanted to say, look, Dennis, this is what it is. And over time, I really respected him for that over time. And that's why I'm like so loyal to him. If anybody says, you know, well, I'm thinking about going to BMW, you've got to go to this guy. You've got to go to, Michael Buetti is, is, is who the guy is. But, um, And you know, he's just so committed to what he does. And and now, I so appreciated how refreshing his initial honest perspective was on things. He didn't give me some fake BS to try to get me in the door, Um, he was just straightforward, honest, knew his stuff and he hasn't changed one iota and he's still, and he's one of them. And honestly, he, you got to say when you sit down at his his desk,
1: he has all these awards sitting there. He's
0: just so, I mean, just know he's, he's good at what he does. But see, but
1: that's the long game. You said you've been dealing with him for 10 years. Yes. He could have been a typical salesperson to get the one time sale. Right. You would have never seen him again. You wouldn't have known his name. Right. But because he was true and authentic, that's the long game. He's got, he's winning the long game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um so so to wrap up here so what's uh, what are your future plans what's the next step for your business I'm so anxious to hear because oh, you you've just taken off so fast and yeah. just grown so fast and have been so successful I'm so proud of what you've done and how hard you've worked um, what's the next step though there's always another level for you I know there is
1: yeah there I mean look. Obviously, it's it's always about getting better and better at what you do, of right? Course. Like it, it's like you guys with with law, you're always doing you know CLE trainings, you're always doing those kinds of things to kind of um, right. perfect your craft, and you know, right. like, and in in my world and in your world too, things change all the time. So of course, you know, what's it's I guess that's what's always next is always right. being better at what you do. But I think um, I j- I just want to employ more people. Like I, I yeah. just, it's going to sound weird, but I want oh, to like so I want to like collect really good people like you know like I just want to I want to create jobs that's that's what I want to do and that's what I've been able to do fortunately within the first couple of years and it's it's just going to get better and better so that's really I mean it's it's just growth it's being better at what we do and a byproduct of that is just going to be growth and more people
0: right and and I think you know the funny thing is we talked about bosses and stuff I know for me when I knew I needed to the leap to make the leap to go into private practice it was because I got to the point where I knew more than my bosses knew, and yet they were telling me how to handle things. So when I started private practice, I've developed a very unique system of handling cases, which I believe is the way to handle it um, the most uh, more thoroughly and more efficiently than anybody else out there. And I, you know, part of it was making sure you hire the right staff. But when you get to the point where you have really good staff that's following your protocols and you have all of that knowledge and experience and then people see it and you have so many people. I mean, right now, we're, we're, we're busier than we've ever been. And I think because people see what we're doing and they see it's a different way of doing things and they see it's a better way of doing things and they're coming through the door, and the more people that come through the door, the more freedom we have to tailor our services to each individual person, and be that much more efficient, and that much more thorough, and the bottom line is, when you get to the point in your business where you can do that, it means you can help the most people, and that has to be the reason why you get into anything. I mean, from my mind, I'm in this because I wanna help people that's the under that's the root of why i do this and it's not about the money and it's not about the cases about it's about helping people so now because we have such a volume that we can really afford a really great staff all the best resources we can be super efficient and continue to be better and better and better. And I think maybe I'm saying pretty much exactly what you were saying, just in a different way. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, the, the more staff you have, the more talented staff, the better you can be at what you do and the more people you can help.
1: Yeah, I, listen, the 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 one of the reasons why I loved doing what I did when I was, you know, working in radio and I got started in marketing and, and to what I'd love to do now, I love helping Businesses, right? right? That's that's right. above all else. Like, forget about the, you know, running your own business and being your own boss kind of stuff. That's all great, right? But none of that happens if I don't help enough people, right? right? So, uh, not to throw another quote at you, but and I'm gonna paraphrase this one because I don't know the exact quote, but Zig Ziglar, one of the most one of the biggest motivational speakers of all, of all time, uh, the one of the best ways to get what you want is to help enough other people get what they want. Yeah, right. Yep. It's it's just going to be a byproduct of doing good. Doing the right, right thing is usually the right thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, um, and I think again, I think for you too. I mean, I, I, you know, you can certainly speak of, of your your thoughts of our business, but my experience with you and the other businesses I see you working with is you're working with good people who are truly committed to their craft. So in that way, not only are you helping those people. Um, expand their businesses, but you're helping good, you're helping people come for their, when people are looking for a service, you're helping to direct them to the service that's really doing a good job at it, and thereby yeah. helping the consumer as well. Yeah. It's not just helping the business, and yeah. I think that's the thing that's so great about
1: it. That definitely helps. I mean, it's it always helps to be working with, with good people. I mean, listen, don't yeah. get me wrong, we've worked with some doozies, like, there's people like I've had to fire clients, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 just because it doesn't fit because the personality is not there because it's just, I I like working with good people. I think, I think most people do. I I think most people don't want to work with (laughs) with jerks. Right. Right. Of course. So like, so yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we work with really, we work with really, really good people. And that definitely helps. But you know, like my, you know, my hope one day is to eventually be able to pass this on to my son. If, if, If that's what he wants, right? You know, I'm going to encourage him to be as entrepreneurial as he wants to be. And if he doesn't want to be that, then I'll encourage him to do that. You know, like that's it's 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 obviously going to be whatever he wants to do. And I'll support him, you know, till the day I die. But but it could be his, you know, like who knows? He keeps
0: booting that soccer ball around. He may be doing something different as a profession, right? (laughs) Funny. I love watching that. I love watching that. Isn't
1: that awesome? You know, and and then I think I'm like, okay, well, what if I got into the sport? Just to get him into the sport, right? You know, you just you you just don't know, you know, you just yeah. don't know. But like, you know, talking about the legacy thing, it's it's you know, what's he gonna remember when I'm not here one day? That's right. That's what I'm looking. That, right. It's gonna. It sounds weird, but that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's that's kind of what you're building up towards, I think.
0: And look, it's funny because I have some some friends and some colleagues that put all all, all sorts of stuff out on Facebook and promotional things, and you know, even just with the with the charities anything you give and you do from your business, I encourage you, anybody out there, when you do it, put it out there. Let people know you are not bragging by doing that. What you're doing is you're motivating and inspiring other people to match what you do. It's not about being arrogant or pompous. It's about trying to inspire people and what you hope. I mean, let's put it this way. When I look through my Facebook feed every day, which I do a number of times a day, I look at the things that are there and the things that are put out there, friends, colleagues of mine, motivate me every day. I'm telling you right now. So anybody who does that, keep doing it because I'm hoping I motivate you and I really love the fact that a lot of my local entrepreneurs and business owners and such uh, motivate me every day. And, and I'm hopeful that that's what you'll get out of this podcast as well, as well, at least in part, and hopefully a little bit of knowledge about divorce law and litigation as well. So with that, Joe, I'd really like to thank you for being on the show again today. I think you did a great job. And listen, for everybody out there, I really hope you picked up something today that inspired you to live the life you want to live. Thanks again, Joe. Thanks, Dennis. Take care.